Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. I'm going to be your host again this week. And Debbie is still out traipsing the world. <laughs> I wish she wished she was traipsing the world. <laughs> um, and I have an incredible um, uh, uh, guest here today, Angela Terry. She joined us last week um, talking about her experience on the Appalachian Trail, um, which was cut short abruptly. And please listen to that episode if you have not um, to kind of lead us up to this point. But um, she is now uh, 2021, and you're going to be finishing the second half of your trail. And before we get into that, I want to just say you're from originally from Springville, mm-hmm. currently living in Payson, Utah, um, to an amazing husband, a pack of kids that are older, and um, you work as a substitute bus driver. And um, what's another? I forgot to ask an interesting thing. Another interesting thing about you. The well, one of the interesting things why I'm a substitute bus driver because I have done graphic design, I've been a secretary, I've been waitressing, I've done a lot of things in my life, but I picked up substitute bus driving to do what I want to do. I don't have to ask for time off, and I can work pretty much anytime I want to. If I want to take a week off and go down to Zion with my family, I don't have to ask for it off, I just say I'm unavailable. So People ask me, how do I get off for this time? And that's why. April, I take off and I go <laughs> hiking awesome. and I just tell them I'm unavailable. And they said, when are, will you be available again? I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, will you be starting in August with us? I don't know. <laughs> so that's sometimes I'm able to and sometimes I, you know, so that's why I'm a substitute bus driver because it kind of fuels my passion. A lot of the through hikers, you know, during the winter, there's ski bombs. They work at the mm-hmm. slopes, things like that. So, yeah, that's kind of what my off gig is, <laughs> is I'm a substitute bus driver. I love that it's your gig. It's not your job. It's just like <laughs> something I do to make the money to do the things I love. Right. That's what it is. Oh, I love it. I'm a nurse and I'm working like PRN, so as needed. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing. I love it. Yeah, just as, you know, luckily my husband's got the... He's holding down the farm, but yeah, like yep. it's, it's awesome. It's awesome when you have the luxury to be able to do yes. that financially. Yes. And I know we all don't, but there'll come times in your life when you do. Where, and you, it's, where you can. And it's special. And yeah. the kids support you. So I have oh, good kids. That's so. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. Well, we wanted to jump right back in. So last time you left, um, we were in Tennessee. And so you, did you come back to the same place and restart the trail, like, you know, with your sister? Like, yes. Okay. So I picked up right back at Tennessee 91, the crossroads, where my husband picked <coughs> us up at. And you were with your, what, did you start again in May or? I started in April. Okay. Um, March 30th, technically. We flew in on March 29th, stayed the night at a hostel called Calm. the... <laughs> See, now you get me on the spot. Now I can't remember. The rabbit's hole. (laughs) The rabbit's hole. And we spent a night there. They have great milkshakes. And they drove us out the next morning to the trailhead. And it's called the rabbit's hole because rabbit is running Rabbit is running it. That's her trail name. Him. Him. His trail name. Yep, his trail name. (laughs) That's awesome. And it's a great, it's one of, there are so many great hostels. And that one is a great, you know, great little hostel off the side of the trail. 
So we actually met up with a friend, one of our Tramley members who we met in. Tramley, meaning trail trail family. family. Yes. One of our Tramley members during the COVID year, it was really tight. Once you found people you got along with, you kind of hung really tight with them. And he was one that we met in the Smoky Mountains. And his hiking gear, his rain gear is all blue. And so he's called Papa Smurf. (laughs) <laughs> so Papa Smurf is a section hiker, meaning he just hikes a section of the trail each year. And I had told him we were coming back out and he arranged his hike to coincide with ours when we got back on trail. Oh, and so cool. So when we got to the trailhead, there was Papa Smurf there <laughs> at the trailhead with another gentleman that he had met. I know his first name's Ernest. I can't remember his trail name. But when we took off, we started heading north right from there with Papa Smurf and our new friend and went into Damascus two days later. We were about 20 miles from Damascus, Virginia, which is Trail Town, USA, is what it's called. There are four trails that go through there. Oh, wow. And I know the Appalachian, the Virginia Creeper, and there's two others that I can't think of at the moment. But (laughs) it's called Trail Town, USA. And the Creeper Trail is a huge cycling trail. So they'll take, you can go right up to the top and go down to White Top Mountain. Or they'll shuttle you to the top and you can just take a nice little ride down, back down to Damascus. <laughs> so, yeah, that we started up with them and his, Papa Smurf's wife was staying in Damascus. And at that point, we did a couple days of slack packing, which is you just take a day pack and the stuff that you need, and you leave all your other stuff back at either the hostel or the hotel that you're staying at. And then you get picked up at the end of the day at the next trailhead, and they take you back. And so you're only taking just a light load with you, just what you need for the day. Oh, nice. So that's a slack pack. How often can you do that, just as far as you have resources? And... As far as you have resources, if you can afford it, things like that. Oh, okay. So... And Alice slack-packed us. The coldest night we had on the trail was when we got our gear back. It was right before we entered the Grayson Highlands. And Where are those at? The Grayson Highlands are in Virginia, and they have wild ponies. So <laughs> that's the coolest thing is you're hiking and camping among wild ponies. That You have to be careful because they'll chew on your cork trekking poles because of the salt that is on those trekking poles. What? I'm not kidding. It is a thing. It is a thing. And they're they're so cute. They're so stinking cute, these little ponies. (laughs) They're so cute. But the night before we got into the Grayson Highlands, we had gotten down to 15 degrees. Wow. And my I told my sister, I'm like, pro tip, I learned this this year. And she's like, what's the pro tip? The night before I said, put your water in your pot. Because it's going to freeze if you don't want it in your sleeping bag. Because I always fear that it's going to leak in my sleeping bag. Right. And so if you put your water in your pot the night before, then you've already got water in your pot. And then you're just heating up ice. You're just melting your ice down. So pro tip there, if you don't, if you think it's going to be super cold, put your water in your pot first that night. And then if it doesn't freeze, then doesn't matter. It's just water in your pot. But if it does freeze, then you're not trying to get frozen water from your water bottle into a pot to try and make your oatmeal or coffee or hot chocolate or whatever you want to get you warm for the next day. So that's a little backpacker. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. 
So yeah, so we did that and we lost Papa Smurf after that in the Grayson Highlands. So mm-hmm. we Alice met us there at the 500 mark and 500 miles hit in the middle of Grayson Highlands and mm-hmm. then they left and my sister and I went off and continued hiking. So Oh, that, and what is the exact halfway mark on the Appalachian Trail? The exact halfway mark is just north of Harper's Ferry. Mhm. And so Harper's Ferry is called the mental halfway point. Because it's a town, um, there's trains that come into that. They actually do a flip-flopper, what is it, celebration? Mm-hmm. Because if you flip-flop, a lot of times you start in Harper's Ferry. A flip-flop is where you start going one way and then you flip back down, back to where you're at and go the other way. So a lot of times a flip-flopper will start in Harper's Ferry mm-hmm. and go north to Katahdin. And which then, is the north terminus. Which is the north terminus in Maine. Okay. And then they'll flip back down and go to Harper's Ferry and then go south. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So that's called a flip-flop. Why would you do that? Is it just for better weather? Sometimes better weather. Sometimes people don't want to be in that big group of 50 people that start out at the beginning. Oh. It's quieter. It just depends on what you're looking for. But that's when you reach that halfway point as a thru-hiker, all of a sudden there's all these new people and you're like... Who are these people? (laughs) And, you know, you're going, I was going from Harper's Ferry. I did just under 20 miles. Mm -hmm. And these people are like, oh, yeah, this is our third night out on the trail. And I was (laughs) like, who, where did you come from? (laughs) Who are you? Because, you know, after hiking so many miles, you know, the people who are around you, you know, the people who are a day ahead of you, who are behind you, you get into a hotel and everybody, you either take like a zero, like a, a zero day or a Nero, a near zero day. And you see people in town. And that's when you just don't hike, right? A zero day is where you don't hike. Yeah. A Nero is like two miles into town mm-hmm. where you're doing hardly any miles, mm-hmm. but you see people and you're like, oh, you know, Mona Lisa, where, how long you've been in town? You know, you just catch up with those who are around you. They've passed you on the trail. You're seeing them again, or somebody's gotten injured and you're, ca- you've caught up to them, things like that. You, you know, who's around you. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman who I was around named tie dye, older gentleman, and just knew him. Mm-hmm. He was he had friends in every single state. Oh, yeah, my friend's picking me up and we're going to head. So I'll see you in a couple days. You know, <laughs> he was so funny. But greatest guy in the whole world. He's from Virginia. But I knew tie-dye. Mm-hmm. I knew where he was at almost always. And you've got people's phone numbers and you'd text them. Yeah. And say, hey, where are you, where are you at? Just kind of keeping tabs mm-hmm. on where people were at. There was, you know sense of community yeah that you connect to somebody so much quicker out there than you do at home because you're in the same situation you are embracing the suck yeah same as they are i mean you are stuck walking in this rain all day long Um, you're in the humidity all day long and you get to a shelter and all of a sudden all these people are there and you sit there and start talking and you realize, you know, you may not be the same age and you may be from totally different backgrounds and you wouldn't associate in real life together. But this brings you so much closer that you're like, why don't I associate Mm -hmm. with people like you? We're of the like mind and you don't even realize you're of the like mind. Yeah. 
So um, it's just really neat. And you had mentioned that you had actually been following these people that you had met on the trail. Some I had, yeah. <clears throat> because you're like, they had started and then you kind of joined them on the trail at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of them were going too fast because when I had met them, it was around Damascus and I was only a week I only had a week of legs on me mm -hmm. and they were doing 20 miles. Mm -hmm. They were at that point where they were doing 20 mile days. And, and so I couldn't keep up with them, but you, you followed them, you knew them, the trail logs that were kept in the shelter, you'd read through there and find out where people were at. If they were a day ahead of you, if they were three days ahead of you, mm -hmm. you could kind of keep track of who was there. And so, yeah. <laughs> It is it pretty good. popular for people to have vlogs and all this sort of stuff it on is. their AT experience? It is. It is. And I still follow some. Mm -hmm. Like, I, How do you find people? Do you just Google? Like, how would you find someone if you wanted to follow up? Oh, there is crazy thing on YouTube. And he has a podcast. His name is Ram Dino. That's his trail name. Ram Dino. R-A-M-D-I-N-O. And he has a podcast, but he also has a sheet. There's a link on his podcast. Um, podcast YouTube channel that there's a sheet and it follows all of these people who have asked to be followed and it gives them the, all their social media content. Oh, and cool. so you can follow and I'll sit there and say, oh, I, let's follow these people. And I'm like, mm, I don't like this one. Mm, I don't like this one. And you find the ones that you like to follow. You like their content, how they're doing it. There's some that are really, really good that have hiked the trail so many times. Um, quicksand and just so many good ones that's really that's good craig to know. mains yeah. craig mains he's hiked it like five times and the way they do their videos are so just cinematography is just so fun it's so fun quicksand's great good but, yeah. these are like i feel like our listeners like probably a lot are like me and you're like this is on my bucket list i want to mm -hmm. do it and so it's good to know that there's people that i can there check is. out and there um, is and then there's you know there's <clears throat> people like me i have mine is on travel new trails um that's my our little content site for my husband and i we do rving as well so there's rving content and then there's my hiking and so i actually have a vlog of my own stuff oh, and nice. so Every morning, it's good morning. <laughs> and you see me go through all my trials and and who I'm with and who I'm not with. And I've lost, we had a really good hiker, my sister. I lost my sister hiking in the Shenandoah. She got injured. And so she left and I was hiking with my sister and another gentleman named Sarge. Mm -hmm. And he is a um, 61-year-old, retired a sergeant from the New York Police mm -hmm. Department, and I hiked with him until Harper's Ferry. Mm -hmm. And he'd already done a section out of Harper's Ferry up into Pennsylvania, and he's like, okay, love you, but peace out. <laughs> and I'm like, bye. And so I exited Harper's Ferry all by myself. For the first time, I was on the trail completely solo. What was it like saying goodbye to your sister? Like That one was hard. She didn't want to say goodbye. So we're <laughs> at Front Royal in this great... <clears throat> hostel called stumble in and they said okay we're gonna go do breakfast upstairs and then i'll take you down to the marriott where she was meeting a shuttle and i went upstairs and to start eating and they're like where's your sister i said i i don't know so i went downstairs i looked all over she wasn't in the bathroom she wasn't she was waiting out in the car and she was not gonna say goodbye to me and she I, was just gonna leave she was gonna leave what? and i was like 
grateful. What are you doing? Is that said, her trail name? Yes, that's her trail Aww. name. And I said, get out. And so she's like, what? I'm like, you were going to leave without saying goodbye. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I made her give me a hug and I cried because she didn't want to cry about it. And cried and I let her go. So. And what was her injury? You said she had an injury? Tendinitis in oh. her knee. Oh, brutal. So, yeah. Yeah. It's not. And yeah. that must have been a heartbreaker for her, too. Yes. That was to say that she, she could not hike anymore was very difficult. To, you know, walking out of there was hard because once she gave me half her food. And so my pack <laughs> was, like, so weighed down. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd gone from, you know, Springer Mountain all the way up to the Shenandoahs. To the north end of the Shenandoahs. I mean, she was only 10 miles from getting out of the Shenandoahs. Oh, man. So that that was hard. Yeah. That was hard. And then leaving Harper's Ferry without Sarge. And I had been with Sarge since the second week in April. Oh, man. And And when did you hit Harper's Ferry? What month was that? That That's an excellent question. June. June? June. So I had, it was either May or June. It was probably six weeks I'd been with Sarge. So kind of what was the second half of the trail like? Like now It was done... lonely. Yeah. I So I had phone calls, but there was nobody to sit there and talk about the trail, like what you were seeing. Started going into a lot of the Civil War stuff. Mm-hmm. And I started picking up Audible really a lot. I'd listen to books on tape. And yeah. one of them was Killing Ange- The Killing Angels which is about the Civil War. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. But it was a lot of hiking by myself. And I started meeting people, but it wasn't the same core people. Mm-hmm. And I got into Pennsylvania, and I met a gentleman um, outside of Waynesboro named Whistler. I was like, this guy is cool. He's an older gentleman, like fifty nine, sixty, and he's a retired NCIS officer. I was like, you're, pr- you're pretty cool. You're a nice guy. And hiked, met up at shelters with him for two shelters. And then I didn't, he had to go because his daughter was graduating <laughs> in Washington, D.C. And it was crazy. And I get further up and I'm in Connecticut, outside of Kent, Connecticut. And I'm hiking southbound at the moment because I was slack packing out of a hostel in Kent. And there was Whistler. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Whistler, what are you doing? He goes, Orange. <laughs> and I'm like... You must have been right behind me because I came home for five days. He had gone for five days and we just happened to be like a day apart Mm -hmm. and not even know it. And from then on out, we, we were together to the very end. Whistler and I were. That's cool. So, yeah. So it was just, I had met other people, Van Life and Travis, who wouldn't pick up a trail name. And... (laughs) Hiked with Travis. He was a 40-year-old guy. I walked, hiked on and off with him. And, yeah, just random people for short spurts I'd hike with. But a lot of times it was was me. And then, but when I hooked up with Whistler, that's, we yeah. ended up finishing off the trail together. So. And I wanted you to share some of your thoughts about injuries. You had mentioned you'd had some oh, rough my ones. Oh, injuries. Oh. So this, in 2021, my injuries were rough. I had gotten... To start out with, I crossed a creek. The bridge was out. And the bridge has been out for years. 
And they have a rope that goes across, and you just put the your, bridge for where to go across the river. It's called Lick Creek, L I C K, and been washed out. And what st- what state is this? Virginia. Okay. And we're going across, and you just put it on your Crocs, and you go across, hanging onto a rope. They strung a rope, and if you didn't have any water shoes, they actually had a pair hooked onto a carabiner. <laughs> if you needed a pair, you could wear what they had. A couple days later, I was looking at what I thought was a blister on my big toe and just didn't look it was just weird and so I put my blister bandages on I don't carry much in my first aid kit but I do have a couple blister bandages took those and it the next day it just kind of wrapped around my it was purple and I was moving around my blister bandage and ended up at a hostel and we slack packed and it wasn't getting better. And the next day I walked out from the hostel and I felt like I had broken my big toe. Oh, it was so weird. It was purpley. It had this weird blistering wherever the blister wasn't at. I was getting smaller blisters. The, mm-hmm. sorry, the bandage. I was getting smaller blisters. It was the weirdest thing. And then it was, we ended up at the next hostel. We went from hostel to another hostel and we stayed inside the house. This was Woods Hole. It is one of the best hostels on the whole trail. I mean, it's found, it's the best. When you go in and you're staying inside the hostel, inside the main house, there's robes. So we're sitting there in nice fluffy black robes. And <laughs> my foot is elevated. It's iced. I've done Epsom salt soaks. We don't know what's going on with my foot. It just feels like it's broken. Mm-hmm. We end up the next day in Parisburg at the next hostel, and I go to the hospital. And doctor looks at it, and he's like, you have cellulitis. <laughs> which Here's, is an infection. Which is an infection. Mm-hmm. And I would gotten it from Lick Creek. I had a little hole in my foot, and the infect- they had gotten in through that little, just a little, little cut, yeah. cut in my toe. And it had gotten infected. Oh, no. And so they put me on doxycycline and something else. And doxycycline is one, if you don't know, you have to stay out of the sun. Yeah, and I'm very fair-skinned. Which is awesome, too. Which is Prescribed great, to a hiker. Right? <laughs> now, he said, now I want you to take a couple days off, stay out of the sun. I'm like, you get one day, I'm going to do a zero, and that is it. Uh-huh. I'm not stopping my hiking. And so I just continued hiking. I ended up with, like, blisters on my lips, even though I put sunscreen and then I had blisters on the tops of my hands and my thumbs because of my trekking poles. So where the sun could see them, the, I would get blisters. It was mm-hmm. really red to begin with. It was, so you were getting blisters from the cellulitis and then blisters from the antibiotics. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's awful. So my toe would heal up, but then I started getting, my hands were starting to get injured. Mm-hmm. And the sun, the wind, mm-hmm. the sensitivity, the nerve damage, yeah. all of that was underneath there. So then mm-hmm. I ended up... In the Shenandoahs, at this point, outside at another hostel, and I said, I need to go to a hospital, ended up at the hospital. They're like, okay, here's a steroid. <laughs> so then I was on a steroid. Mm-hmm. And that that cleared it up. But, yeah, my the nerve damage on the top of my fingers are just, they're getting there. But I you don't think they'll ever it. be the same. Oh, I don't my. think, yeah, I thought I was going to lose my nails because... I was getting blisters underneath my nails. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was weird. It was just really, really weird. 
So then I, later on in the trail, I'm up in New Hampshire. And in New Hampshire, you were going... So in the West, we have switchbacks that go up mountains. And it's so great. Even though they're switchbacks, they're really great. In New Hampshire, you're going straight up like where a waterfall would be at. Legit. <laughs> so you're going up these rock scrambles with a pack. You're going up and down. You're holding on to these trees to, you know, to launch it back down. I mean, it's just... It's very physical going up yeah. and down. The White Mountains are no joke. It is no joke. New Hampshire is no joke. And I had a cut in my hand. And I was going around trees and stuff like that. And it got infected. And you got cellulitis. And I got cellulitis again. again. Oh, no. So I end up at a hospital in New Hampshire. And at this point, I had had knee problems. Whistler and I were both having knee problems. And we met up with... A group of people who were slack packing and that's all they were doing mm -hmm. so we would go from hostel to like an airbnb for a couple days and then to another hostel to an you know and stay there for a couple days and then they'd shuttle us out to where we needed to be and just to give our legs and our knees a break a break and so we were slack packing quite a bit at this point mm -hmm. so we were staying at the girls ski house actually we were blessed to have this ski house in New Hampshire and I had to go to the hospital there. They gave me antibiotics. Five days later, nothing had happened. Oh, no. I was almost out of my antibiotics. Ended back at the hospital. They gave me another dose of antibiotics. I call them up again and I'm like, hey, this is not working. Still come in. So they ended up giving me an injection. Mm-hmm and upping another antibiotic. So I was on double antibiotics and I had an injection that finally cleared that in my hand. My oh, hand was my swollen. Heck. It was like, I'm like, what is my issue with cellulitis? Mm -hmm. So yeah, but I summited Katahdin and... Katahdin's the end, yes. right? Yes. In yes. what state is it in? It's in Maine. Maine. Okay. And it is, it is the combination of all the whole trail. To get, to get to the top. It is so great. It's fabulous. Like it's, in what way do you say? I mean, and you had mentioned Katahdin because you got there. You said you had summited. You had shingles, a UTI, and a yeast infection. Yes. When you had and I had no idea. Like, <laughs> no idea. And then two days afterwards, I'm like, with, I'm with my husband. He picked me up and I'm like, babe, I don't feel so, I don't feel so good. What do you think this is? And he's like, that looks like shingles. And we went and took care of that. And I came home and I saw the doctor. He's like, oh, you got a UTI and a yeast infection. Like, <laughs> what is my problem? I gave everything I on the gave trail. everything. People are like, how did you summit with shingles? I'm like, I don't know. Well, you just deal with pain. Is it like a constant do. It's there. constant. Yeah. I had constant knee pain. I dealt with a cellulitis. Uh -huh. the, I thought literally as I'm going through the 100-mile wilderness, I'm like, am I having a heart attack? No. It's got to be just like heartburn because it was in my chest on my left side. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. No, I'm not dying. I'm okay. Let me not die and, here. <laughs> and then my back would kind of hurt. And I was like, huh, wonder what's going on. I just pulled a muscle. You know, you just kind of fight through it because right. you're at the finish line you're not gonna yeah, get what is up. it like like you said cat so katadin 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 yeah. is like the the epic end like in what way like so going up katadin you've got a nice it starts out with a nice trail and a gradual up and then it starts getting more so there's a lot of those trails in the shenandoahs 
you know, that's a beautiful trail. If you can hike through the Shenandoahs on the Appalachian Trail, it's fabulous trails. But you sit there and then it starts getting back up. It starts getting a little bit more rockier and more steep. And those are your other trails on the... And then you get to a point where you hit tree line and you're bouldering. And that is all New Hampshire. I mean, mm-hmm. you are just bouldering and you're climbing over rocks. And then you get to the fault summit. You get to the of fault course. summit after all of this bouldering. And it's more of the alpine, the top of the alpine. And that's like the saddlebacks. The saddlebacks have this, you're walking along the alpine tops, the rock, the uh, granite tops along the saddlebacks in Maine. And so you get there and it's just... It's just a combination of the trail all in one mountain. And it's just really, really cool. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Did you cry? Like, what did it feel like? (laughs) Yes. I still haven't gotten the video. I I was going to message Whistler. I'm like, I never got this video. He has a picture of me. I have it on my video where I'm going up and touching the sign and just tears are going down my face going, oh, I can't believe I'm actually at this sign. I see it in pictures. And I see it. And to have me actually touch it. And be able to be there and stand on the sign with my hands up and sit on the sign and and do all of these pictures with me there, actually there. Yeah. Was amazing. So, oh, yes. That just sends me chills. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, so yeah. what would be your take-home message for anyone who's considering doing the Appalachian Trail? To do it. People ask me, how long did it take me to prepare? Like, literally, a couple weeks. When I wanted to leave at the end of March, uh, before I had said, you know, I, I lost my job on the 15th and I wanted to leave on the 30th of March. Yeah, a couple of weeks. I had my stuff together. It wasn't ultralight. It wasn't the best stuff. But start small and smart. Start now. Mm-hmm. I mean, just do it. <laughs> if you want to do it, find the will because life, if anything, COVID taught us is life is too short. Yeah. It's way too short. If you want your kids to get out there and go backpacking, find a way to get your kids and go backpacking at night. Go out two miles with a little pack on their back. We yeah. had packs on our on the back of our kids when they were five. And we didn't carry them. Yeah. And we had people in Yosemite say, look at us with their five-year-old on their back. And they said, we're doing something wrong. I'm like, yeah, you are. Peace <laughs> out. Yeah. Because here was my five-year-old with his mm-hmm. little pack on his back going yeah, down they're tough. the they trail. Yeah. They totally can do it. And if you make it fun. Yeah. And they carry cars and toys. And they it's not a big deal for them to play with sticks and all mm-hmm. of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you said yeah. to be okay with the slower pace yes. and the wonder that they and bring. The, oh, and yeah. My little girl, when she was little, she'd say, look, mom, that work looks like a sunburst and i'm like you're right let's go <laughs> yes it's true. i mean and i have to say like we we do hope to do for mountain mamas the appalachian trail in some form that is on our like five ten year list it's out there and i hope any of you guys that are going to be around then um yeah we're just going to do it. There's some, go. yeah, that it is. Yeah. It's amazing. Even and if you just section it, yeah. there are so many great sections. Like if anybody wants to seriously section a good section in June, Carver's Gap, which is in Tennessee, could be North Carolina. It's right on the border over to 19E, which is 19 East. That's in Tennessee. It is the prettiest you're going over balds and down through wooded country area and 
you've got a whole mix of everything. Even, even if you started at Hughes Gap, you hike Roan Mountain in the Old Pines. It's just, that would be my go-to hike. If I went again, I would do that 22-mile hike all just, over again and split <laughs> it into three days mm -hmm. and camp on top of the balds and just watch the sun set and watch the sun rise. And that would be, that's one of my favorite, favorite sections of the whole trail. Ah. Oh. Oh, it's that's so, so pretty. cool. It's oh. great. I know. I, I, I wish we had more time. I want to ask you like your beautiful vistas <laughs> and so many things. But um, how if, um, so on your vlog, how do people find you? What's your exact, like, are you on Instagram or just Facebook or only YouTube? YouTube. Um, right now, the, our content isn't really big right now because I haven't been going hiking and we haven't done a lot of RVing. But we have a YouTube channel, Travel New Trails. Okay. And it's the same on Instagram and on Facebook. Okay. And then, um, but I'm going to be adding in some content. I'm starting the PCT. When is that? I'm just sectioning it. I wish I was going the whole way. Because <laughs> that's on my hit list too. I am starting on April 6th. I am heading out on April 6th and I'm doing section A, B and possibly into C. I'm trying to get to Cajon Pass mm -hmm. and I-15. Uh -huh. And you're starting from south up, I'm right? I'm south up from, um, yes, from the border south mm -hmm. up. And then I'm doing that one actually with Sarge. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'll have, I skipped 100 miles in Vermont. And so we'll have that on there in June. I'm doing that with my husband. He's mm -hmm. going to actually join me. So I'm yes! super excited. That's the best. And then in August, I'll have the JMT. I'm hiking the JMT with... The John Muir Trail. The John Muir Trail, which is part of the PCT a little bit. Which is the Pacific Crest Trail. Yes. So we'll be doing that, and I'll be doing that with Papa Smurf. And going oh. northbound from um, Crabtree... Mm, I don't know. He's He's got all the logistics. But we're going from south to north on that. We're going to end up in Yosemite. Oh, that, so in the fall, we'll have more stories. More stories. We'll more stories to hear from you. So, yes, <laughs> that is why I'm a substitute bus driver. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Angela, for sharing your stories with us today. We're, it's just been a delight. Thank you. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> and to hear more fun and inspiring stories from women uh, like Angela, click the subscribe button and you can get them to your device. You can also check us out online, um, just mountainmamas.org. If you're local here in Utah and want to come hang out and play with us, we do all sorts of crazy stuff. And we would love to have you come. And that's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.